We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. Welcome to Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa Schantz. I am an enthusiastic soul passionate about the spiritual part of life. Spirituality today is like an indulgent dessert buffet filled to the brim with unique offerings and services from amazing souls around the world. Join me in chowing down on some mini morsel bites to satisfy your spiritual sweet tooth starting now. I am personally in awe of how the universe works. I would say that 99.9% of my guests that I share on this podcast I also need to hear and access the wisdom they bring forth. And this week's guest is no different. Growing up, I've had a multitude of issues with my throat, and I've had some major neck things that went on during my lifetime. And even to this day, both of those areas occasionally still bother me. So my guest this week is someone who has also had a lifetime filled with adversities around the neck and throat area, And she is here to share how to heal your neck issues and let your throat chakra shine. Her name is Cheryl Stettel. And over the last 27 years, she has studied, practiced, and taught various forms of meditation, spiritual practices, and energy healing modalities. Her spiritual journey and her love of the forests, mountains, and oceans drew Cheryl to shamanism, where she trained through the Foundation for Shamanic Studies, and with other shamanic teachers. She has since developed heart-centered shamanism. Today, she's a spiritual coach, healer, speaker, two-time author, and CEO of Star of Divine Light Institute. She's a healing and empowerment expert and helps coaches and entrepreneurs attract their best clients through her client magnet energy program. As a founder of Azarius energy healing. She helps people who believe they are healers become the online energy healers they were born to be. Through her shining throat chakra program, people with throat chakra issues break through their blocks to speak their truth and shine their light with purpose. Cheryl is deeply committed to doing all she can to help others become empowered to shine their unique light and live their divine purpose. So I'm so excited to welcome you here today, Cheryl, and talking about the neck and throat chakra, which for myself is a huge part of, it's been a huge part of my life and things that I've really had to work on and delve into and figure out. So I want to start this conversation with why out of all the body parts in our body, which we have a lot of different aspects to our body, is that the part that you focused on in what you're doing right now? Why did I focus on the throat chakra? What a great, Mm -hmm. uh, I focused on it because I noticed that 
in almost all the clients that came to me, they all had throat chakra issues. They did not come to me saying, I have throat chakra issues. But through our work together, I discovered big throat chakra issues um, that were really getting in the way. And looking at myself, I worked on my throat chakra for years. And I, I realized, wow, a lot of our journey, you know, the throat chakra is about expressing our truth, uh, speaking our truth, being seen and heard, but the the deepest part of it is really expressing all that we truly are and why we are here you know at a deep level and that's that's tough business that's not the easiest thing to do and so i could see through my own journey how that's the path i was on and so what happens is when you say throat chakra and people start to think oh do do i how well do i express my truth do I feel seen and heard and that sort of thing, then they can they can start to look at themselves. It doesn't mean the answer is in the in the throat chakra. You know, we really have to work mm -hmm. with lower chakras, especially the root chakra. But it was uh, finding that in my own journey of working on that for so many years and directly for oh such a long time. Yeah, it's interesting because for myself, um, I look back at my life and like when I was, I think 11 or 12, I actually had a neck injury, a really horrific whiplash where I'm grateful at that time, my mom believed in chiropractic care. This was probably, I guess, the late 70s. And so she took me to a chiropractor, which I'm so grateful for. Really, I think it really saved my life and energetic wise and all that, because otherwise, I don't know what a doctor would do for me, probably nothing but give me a neck brace. So but looking back at that issue that happened with me and throughout my, you know, throughout my young life, I had, you know, mono, I had things would come up. I'd have laryngitis, which these are some big things that people have in their life at, at different key moments. And so how has it shown it for you that you've had these issues that have been um, that you've helped break through this process of, you know, um, unfolding your throat chakra and letting it well, shine? <laughs> I, my deepest compassion, a neck injury when you're a child. Yes, I had, I had a back injury at the age of eight. Um, and I'm older than you. And so I don't even think my parents knew the word chiropractor, let alone what they did or that sort of thing. And so I didn't go to the doctor, nothing. I was in pain and it was, um, the response was, well, it'll go away. It'll go away. That, that was all that was said. And so, it never got dealt with, but I had multiple injuries later. It went on and on until I was in my early thirties and I ended up with a pinched nerve in my neck. And that was excruciating. I was, I was laid up in bed for five days. I couldn't do anything. All I could do was put ice on it. I did the muscle relaxants. I, I went to a chiropractor and on and on it went. And so I had a tremendous amount of pain for about a year and a half and, and really worked with the throat chakra. And I eventually discovered that really a lot of the problems originated in the root chakra and then went up to the sacral and went up to the solar plexus and the heart and then, and then really uh, were visible in the throat chakra. And so it took me some time and eventually I became completely pain free and I never have neck pain anymore, ever. So that's a huge thing. And here I am speaking with you. I'm allowing myself to be seen and heard. I, I express myself 
a thousand times better than I used to. And so it just gives me so much joy to help others on their journey. You know, whether they come to me with throat chakra issues or not, that plays a part to really help to empower people uh, to be all that they are and to really express that, you know, and it really boils down to we're souls in a human body and every single one of our souls came here with a mission. Every single one of us. And part of that is expression. It's why we have a voice. It's why we have a being and even the expression of emotions, our beliefs, our thoughts, uh, um, self-expression, creativity, all of that. So the throat chakra is so important and energy so easily gets stuck there because it's, it's narrow and it serves such a, a large function in our, in our energetic being on all levels, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. Wow. And so, um, as you're saying that, I'm like, <clears throat> wanting to clear my throat a little bit here. <laughs> so, um, let's talk a little bit about your journey, because as you're saying, which I totally believe, and we say this all the time on this podcast is that, yeah, we're souls, we're unique, we have amazing journeys. And I always like to find out a little bit background about the journey you took to get to where you're at. So would you care to share any key moments of your beautiful journey of unfoldment to where you're at now, Cheryl? Absolutely. Thank you. You know, Teresa, when you said I had laryngitis, well, I was in my 20s. I, I got married young, a month before I turned 19, and had and and we bought a house when I was 18, then we got married. And then we started having children. I was I was pregnant uh, with our first child when I was 21 years old. So very young. And I didn't know I was marrying an abusive alcoholic. No idea. Couldn't see it was just really, really young. Um, and absolutely, there were problems that I always thought I could get beyond. And I started getting laryngitis early in that marriage. And I would just get, it was chronic. I would have laryngitis at least once a year, at least. And all I thought back then was, you know, it, it's a virus, it's an illness, it's, you know, and I had to get through it. So by the time I was 32, I left my husband. I, I saw the, and he was, he was, more emotionally abusive, mentally abusive. He, you know, there wasn't physical violence, but it did become physical. And one day he punched me in the chest a number of times and gave me welts. And that was the beginning of the end. I thought, we are not having this. There's no way. And so I got the help I needed and left him. And yet my life, you know, it's, I felt relief every day waking up. For years, I would I just felt relief. Okay, I, I don't have him anymore, and my life started to improve. And yet, there were there were still problems. And I, it was back in the time when depression became an in thing to be diagnosed. And a friend of mine was diagnosed with depression, and she showed me this brochure. And I went through this list of symptoms of depression. I was like, Oh my god, I think I'm depressed. And I went to the doctor and he said, yes, you're severely depressed. And he put me on antidepressants and I was on them for a while. And I remember I, I got headaches and I felt a little better, but not tremendously so. 
and my my second youngest brother passed and uh he died early and the the most bizarre thing happened that was hard for me to really comprehend and integrate but a friend of mine and I were sitting on the beach one day and she was learning, she was studying kinesiology. So she's doing kinesiology on me while we're waiting, we're going to pick oysters. We're waiting for the tide to go out. So she's doing all this and she's clearing all this and she's doing muscle testing and clearing all this stuff. And I could suddenly feel my deceased brother's presence. I had never experienced anything like that before. And it was like a ball of light above me that I could sense and and I could just feel his love. And I knew his spirit was with us, never heard of anything like this. And I was super happy. And, and finally she says, well, there's something around your brother. And she didn't even know. I don't think she knew I had a deceased brother. We weren't super close friends. We were getting to know each other since his passing. And for the first time in her life, she channeled him. She channeled a person. So we're both blown away by this. And his message to me was to start meditating, to start meditating. Long and short of it, I did. And it was through meditation, not mindfulness. No, it was, I, I learned more and I, I, it was a lot of self-study. I did courses. I, I did many programs, became an energy healer, etc. And it was through the meditation very soon. I got the guidance within a few months to go off the antidepressants. And I talked to my doctor and he said, oh, you can't. You're going to be on this for the rest of your life. Think of it like blood pressure medication. So this is almost 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. But like blood pressure medication, it's just going to help you stay well. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm done. And I was able to go off and stay off the medication. And so I'm still, you know, and now I see that depression is an energetic it's depress we we learn to hold in our emotions at a very young age and we don't express it's there's so much in the in the expression that needs to happen we are designed that way as human beings we have thoughts and more importantly we we feel emotions the heart is designed to feel and we are designed to express our emotions and my conditioning was no, you can't feel this. You certainly can't express anger. You can't express certain things. You're going to be punished. And, you know, many, many things that that sort of era brought with not only myself, but other people and, and absolutely not everybody. And so that was the beginning of great change of my journey of healing and empowerment. It all began just healing. And then, and then really move to an empowerment. And so there's nothing more fulfilling in my life than to help others do the same. Just like all coaches, just like all spiritual leaders, we just want to help others grow, evolve, step into their greatness. 100% agree with you. And what a beautiful gift your brother gave you. I mean, to come down and to, you know, share that message with you and that took you on a different journey. And boy, that, I mean, that just gives me chills. That's a beautiful story, Cheryl. Thank you. Yes, it was, it was incredible. And it was days later, I was very much questioning it. Like, did that really happen? You know, my, 
my mind and the self-doubt started to kick in. And thank goodness I spoke with my sister-in-law at the time who had read about this sort of thing. And, and she said, no, apparently when this sort of thing happens, this is, this is the next phase is you start to doubt it. And so I was so relieved that I was able to accept that as um, it's really God or the universe helping me. Right. It was guidance. Yes. It was guidance 100%. Definitely. And I love the fact that you got off medication. So years ago, I worked for a psychiatrist for quite a few years and the number of people that are medicated is unreal. And in at that moment, when I was in, in that um, job, I was not into spirituality and didn't understand the bigger picture of the soul and what we, you know, what we are made up of energetically. And of course, now I look back and go, wow, I mean, so many people are affected by the energy and being sensitive. And now it's not to you know disregard or um, the fact that there are some people that do have problems in their head, but are, you know, are, are problems in their life that they may need to go down that road. But there's so many other options too of exploring the bigger picture of your body. And even with depression and, you know, and bipolar and, I just ha- um, worked with a colleague recently who was telling me that before she found the spiritual work that we do together, she said, I thought I was schizophrenic. I was hearing voices. I, I, I thought I might need to go to a place and sh- she did not. And so she recognized that what she's getting, she's very sensitive. She's very open. At that moment, she was getting insights from spirit, from you know God, the universe, whatever was coming in for her, but she thought she was crazy. And so and there's just so many people out there that, um, that are affected by medications. And like you said, being told I will be on this the rest of my life. Wow. That just, I mean, what I know now, it absolutely floors me. It's a good floor, but it just, but it does floor me that there there are probably still people out there that are in that realm of not understanding a bigger spiritual picture for their body and, and that body, mind, spirit. I think you're absolutely right. And thank goodness your client discovered this, like really believed in that because there are so many people locked up in institutions diagnosed with schizophrenia when they are everything you just said. They're very sensitive. They're very open mm-hmm. and are highly evolved souls. And yet somehow maybe it's part of their, it's part of their journey. You know, I don't, I absolutely don't claim to have all the answers, mm-hmm. but I was, I was thinking of that the other day, how often, you know, people have moments of awakening, or they're just born with these gifts, or it's, you know, it's this or that. And, uh, and how we're not these, these ways of being are not so recognized, you know, our cultures try and condition us to fit into a box. And thank goodness humanity is changing. I personally have so much hope for humanity. I mean, I think everything that's going on in the world, you know, COVID, um, even politics, everything is serving us. And now, you know, and everything with Putin and, and Russia and the Ukraine is serving us. How can we we look at this? How can we do our part and contribute to help humanity evolve, even if it's in the smallest way? If everybody does what they can, it helps. And how can we grow from this? There's, you know, even 9-11, what a disaster that was. And I, I being Canadian at the time I was living in Vancouver, 
uh, I was living in Victoria when it happened, but 10 years later, I went to New York to the site, to the memorial and everything. My daughter and I went there and, and, and I was able to witness, you know, really, yes, the, the trauma beyond trauma. I mean, it's just absolute devastation. And yet the beauty and the connection that came out of that. You know, there's always the bad that goes with the good and there's always a good that goes with the bad. And it's hard for us to really grab onto that. And so, like you said, what a blessing that I was depressed, mm-hmm. right? That I was depressed, yes. that my brother came and that I got onto this path that's intense. It's absolutely intense, but I now embrace intense and um and it's through our own evolution and our willingness to help others go through the tough work to reap the benefits that we all evolve mm-hmm. and i'm with you Cheryl, too like i completely have hope for humanity i know we're going to make it one way or the other however the end result looks like for all of our lives we're going to make it i mean we're souls that are eternal that never we don't ever die so if we have that in our 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 little back pocket, we're good, right? Because that, for myself, that that was a savior. I'm like, oh, pff, I'm a soul. I've been here before. I'm here now. I'll be here probably again. Or if not, I'll be somewhere else in the universe. But um, but that really gives me a lot of hope. And I totally agree with you. The fact that whatever we go through for humanity or for, you know, the shift and changes, the good, the bad, the ugly, all everything between, there is light at the end of each tunnel, like out of all this COVID, I'm getting chills. I say this, Cheryl, because I just see that and get a sense of all of the COVID stuff. It's waking people up. And now they may have to have gone through for some things or put some things in their body or experience things that for their own, you know, evolution. But people are going to wake up to different realities for themselves because as we know, there's different levels of you know, consciousness and different awarenesses. So each person is having their own unique journey, but the fact that, yeah, there's there's light at the end of every tunnel. It's just how do you, I guess, the perspective and how do you as a person see the outcome? I guess that's a big thing, right, Cheryl? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I remember when when COVID first hit, it was it was actually um, when I launched my first book. It was it was right before I had finished the manuscript. It was, it was going to, um, we were about to do the book launch and everything and COVID hit. And so we weren't, everyone wasn't in lockdown yet, but we were moving to that. So it was, it was pretty scary. And I flew to Washington DC uh, to move to celebrate this and, and move into that. And, uh, and then, and then it, it hit and I wanted to do some speaking. I had all these plans, couldn't do it, couldn't do it in the physical. And yet I knew this is serving us. This is an opportunity for us all to grow. This is an opportunity for humanity to evolve. So as difficult as it was, and I'm still a human being, and I I remember going grocery shopping when there was no toilet paper mm-hmm. and we're putting on plastic. I remember putting on gloves, these orange gloves. We got all these because we thought maybe it would you know, spread through touch and mm-hmm. wearing the mask and going to the grocery store and not having toilet paper and and just trying to breathe into as hard as this is as traumatic as it is somehow the, it's it's an opportunity and so to you know and I would meditate on it and and what can we do and um 
and that sort of thing. So that helped me through. It really helped me through. And yet not being a Pollyanna that a lot of people died. So many people died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so much happened. And so many people, I, I got COVID. Did you get COVID? Yeah, I got Omicron. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I got COVID and, um, and it really, you know, even to me, there was such a division living in the United States as a, as a Canadian. I, I just, even through the election, I could see the, the Republicans and the Democrats. And, and I keep going back to the United States was named the United States because we're united and we were the furthest <laughs> thing from it in so many ways. And how mm-hmm. can we become, how can the United States become the United States? How can we all be united? And I, I so deeply believe in unity consciousness, in unity consciousness and how can we come together? And so Often in growth, the pendulum has to swing to the extremes mm-hmm. before we can back to center and be in that place. And so to show us this, I think this also showed us how out of alignment, how out of unity we are, mm-hmm. that we have these, these extremes and, and in so many ways. And how can we come together? And I've, I've witnessed a lot of beauty and joy and unity out of this that we all, number one, appreciate our physical time together so much who isn't celebrating physical time together as we move out of this Mm -hmm. and being united being united together right yeah i love being united it's it's, like you said it is what we are about united states and um, what comes me as you're saying that is that i think the united states needed some throat chakra cleansing (laughs) and some shining the throat chakra and that's interesting part i want to ask about because Depending upon what, you know, what you believe or what side you're on, many people really felt stifled, felt they couldn't speak their truth. Have you noticed that in clients come out in the last year and a half, two years? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the throat chakra is not just about speaking our truth. Mm -hmm. It's about taking in the truth of others. Mm. It's about opening ourselves up. We can always change a belief within us. So many of us think when we when we have a particular belief, we have to hold on to that forever. I, I'll give you I'll give you an example. I did a healing session for a client of mine yesterday, and she's having a, a relationship problem in a, in a very close friendship. And I remembered a saying that a friend of mine, you know, around thirty years ago, said to me that I was complaining about a friend. And she said, all your, if you remember, all your friends are allowed to have three faults. You can just, you can, whenever they, their fault shows up, you can just, you can just let that go. And what I realized this morning is that that's a bunch of BS. <laughs> I lived by that for almost 30 years, almost 30 years. So, and, and I, I what it made reminded me of, I have one friend who for years, we've been friends for years and years and years, and she's just not reliable. Can't count on her. She's was late most of the time and that sort of thing. And so I would just think to myself, well, she's allowed to have this fault. All right. And so I would live with it. But every time it happened, I, I felt, you know, unimportant, right? Didn't as matter as much, you know, that those sorts of things. And what would have been ideal for me 
years ago would be to say, you know what, I feel like, and we'd had conversations around it, but no big conversation. And, and in the last year we had the conversation. I finally thought, I don't want to keep living with this fault. It's, it's, I don't do that to others. I try and honor commitments on time and that sort of thing. And so I did have the conversation with her and I said, this is how I feel whenever this happens. And so I've spent all these years trying to process this and it keeps coming up. And she, she understood, she understood. It completely changed the friendship. She is totally reliable now all the time. And if she's, if she can't make something, she just lets me know, like it just shifted. And so with this client bringing this up around her own friendship, I thought, oh, that belief is no longer true for me. Because everything like COVID is an opportunity to help us grow. So I could look at what is it in me that has a friend that's not reliable? What is it in me that doesn't speak my truth? Those are my throat chakra issues. And what is it in me that isn't willing to look at why am I feeling this way and take responsibility for it and then to grow, you know, and to ask for something different and and have my needs met you know so at the time something in me didn't feel worthy enough to have my needs met or you know whatever it was so that was a long time ago and and uh and somehow you know we managed through it so beliefs so if if someone is you know we can go into the politics and i i do not like talking politics but you know let's say red and blue someone's been in blue for years and years and years for us all to try and be open to hear others, to just take it in without knowing, to just take it in, not filtering, and just and just breathe it, and that we can see, oh, there's some truth in this, just, just to open ourselves up, and that we can change our beliefs at any given point in time. And we can keep changing our beliefs because that is actually part of how we evolve go from the subconscious belief of I don't matter, not knowing that that's a subconscious belief, to having it come to the surface, to healing it, and becoming empowered and moving into I matter a heck of a lot. I matter so much in this world. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we're right. open to changing our beliefs, we start to hear differently. It's opening the ears. The ears are part of the throat chakra. So if we have a block right there, no, I'm not even listening to you. Sometimes we do need to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not listening to you, but to try and find nuggets in everything that we're listening to that we can, we can take in and absorb uh, like a fresh start. Mm -hmm. Every conversation, every time we listen to something that helps our unity. Without a doubt. And I guess what comes to me too, is how there's so many people right now bringing spirituality, bringing this awareness and different variations, which we need all of it to the masses, because that's what's going to help people go, okay, well, I need to work with Cheryl because she really emphasizes and works on the neck, the throat chakra and the other chakras. I need to work with this person and that person. And that excites me too. And knowing that there's so many beautiful souls on the planet right now, sharing spirituality in all kinds of ways, because Everyone resonates differently with different people. So it's super exciting. So let's talk a little bit about your book, Heal Your Neck Issues and Let Your Throat Chakra Shine, The Spiritual Guide to Moving Forward Pain-Free. I'd love you to share a little bit about your book, Cheryl. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I spoke about my journey. And so it was really, uh, I had no idea that was the book I was going to write. I knew I needed to write a book. Was that never even came to me. And so I went through a process of uh, really digging deep and not, it became not what I wanted to write about, but what did humanity need from me? And it's really about God or the universe expressing itself through me in a, in a, you know, in a very, very unique way. Are there other books on the chakras and even the throat chakra? Yes. You know, it, it exists. Uh, so it took me over a month of really trying to open myself up to this. And, and then it just started to come through. And so the book itself, I wrote in eight days. So I put together an outline and did all uh -huh. of that. And then what I did every single day for eight days was I would meditate and I would open up to God or the universe moving through me to write this book. Mm -hmm. So I had, you know, I had my outline and I, I would go and sit by this creek near our home and I would just sit with my back to the flow of the water where it was coming and I would imagine the water, it's just the energy, the water of love and like flowing through me and expressing itself in the chapters I was going to write on that day. And then it would go to my office, I'd go back home and go to my office. And I would sit down and I would set a timer and I would have uh, multiple cups of tea. Sometimes I would have a, a thermos with my my herbal tea. And, and then I would sit down and I would close my eyes and I would just start writing. And I would just let this flow through, trying not to judge it, just writing, 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 knowing that I'm going to have the editor and it's going to be edited and edited and edited, but just that trust in that happening. And, and what I experienced was it's such, it was such an amazing process. I mean, I was just really blown away and it took me to a whole different level of being throughout that time. And then there was one chapter I wrote and I ended up having a bit of a meltdown. I was like, I got triggered in that chapter and, uh, and I promised myself I would not rewrite anything. I would just allow this to flow through me, but it brought something up in me. And so here I was back doing my same old process, helping myself heal and become empowered. And then when I finished the entire manuscript, then I went back and I rewrote that chapter from a new place. And so it was um, in writing the book, it brought up my own throat chakra issues because what happens is whenever we we set out to do something great and it's one of the greatest things i had ever done was write a book like holy smokes that was a big deal for me whatever stopped us from doing it before will come up so my own throat chakra issue around writing about the throat chakra you know the imposter syndrome and what are people gonna think and who do you think you are all that old stuff came up again and I have to laugh now, but it was just, it was just so there. So I was able to clear that and then move into writing a book. And so the second book, the client magnet book was a piece of cake. I didn't have any of that, you know, sure. Some stuff sort of came up. Um, it's really that throat chakra book. I have had so many people come to me and say, I just really resonated with everything you wrote in that book. It felt like you were writing the book to me. What can 
do? You know, how can I, how can I go to the next level? And I wanted to write it in a workbook format because I believe in our own practices, you know, to really, um, we are all, we are all great beings. And so I love to empower people to become their own energy workers through meditation and through different practices that we can heal and become empowered. And it's, it's just been the best thing to watch people grow and to really start to shine people who could not speak to a group at all. I have watched them come out and, and are now leading groups and being the teacher they are and you know and just people really being able to speak their truth and not holding back it's just been so rewarding that is what a process you've been through because i'm i'm working on a book right now and it's called um it's, it's about soul quakes and so my editor and my publisher were talking to me about how we do experience what we're going through and cheryl i've had some soul quakes so i know exactly what you're talking about and it's it's very challenging. And so it's taken a while to get through it, but it's, it is, it is challenging. Um, it was funny because when I was talking with my group of people that um, my, some um, authors that I work with, and we kind of bounced it, you know, things off and on each other. And, and they were, you were talking about, you know, depending upon what your subject is of your book as to how, what are you going to experience as you're going through this writing, like you mentioned with your throat chakra and, but what a beautiful um, way that you created your book. Cause I mean, it's not an easy process and, in eight days to have really jotted it down and have really, you know, worked with spirit in the way you did. That's beautiful, Cheryl. That's empowering. I have to say. Thank you. I highly recommend it, Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) Find the flow next to the river and go meditate. And oh my gosh, I just love it. Cause, cause really books are just channels. I mean, you know, look back to Carl Sagan and other people who've written, you know, I mean, they're all just channeled books of information that's coming through the divine in one way or another and makes it onto the pages. So what a beautiful, I just love that. I'm gonna have to remember that so much when I get to write in the next couple chapters is finding a, finding a beautiful stream to sit by and flow with that energy. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, it's really, you know, so much of the spiritual work is about getting out of our own way or getting out of sources way. You know, so that because really we are all channels, like you said, we all are. And, and so how do we experience that? And how do we open ourselves up to that? And you clearly have found that way. And I know we haven't really dived into it too much, but I want to just touch on your shamanism. So you've done a lot of, of work in embracing that aspect of spirituality and opening up. So can you share a little bit about that? And did you bring some of that into this book? Is that part of it also or? I did. I did. Mm, I was I had uh, a feeling, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little inkling. <laughs> it's it's not too much. You know, at one point, so my my spiritual journey is is pretty long and varied and varied. And so I did intensely study and practice shamanism for I think nine years. And uh and then I started to I, I joined a spiritual school and they were very clear. They wanted all of us to just do one thing, to focus on one thing. And I thought, okay, I I gave up my drum that I had made myself. And interestingly enough, uh, right when I was going to start this intensive program, one of the sinew, the, the leather thing holding, I made the drum in, in a spiritual ceremony. It broke, it snapped. 
And I was actually at a, a vision quest, supporting a vision quest for others who were out in the forest um, doing, you know, they're on their own. And, and I was supporting that and I wanted to drum and support that. So I ended up, I was guided to burn the drum. So I burned my drum. And then I handed off my beater stick. Uh, but through shamanism, I really discovered merging and shape-shifting, which I bring very much into my work. I don't use the word shape-shifting too much that, because for so many people, it's just so out there. It's, it's kind of hard. Uh, so I do use merging. And there is some of that in the book. And also uh, about getting connected with our power animals. So power animals are, it's, you know, everything is God, everything is the universe, we really are all one. And so with power animals, it's all about understanding the qualities of another being, of another being. And that often what's happening is we are designed to develop certain qualities in ourselves. And so a power animal will come to us to help us develop those qualities. And one of the things that I I moved away from moved away from in shamanism is uh, leaving the body to do the work. Where I I have developed heart centered shamanism so that we stay in the body, and so I bring a lot of that work into into what I do. And in the book, there there are two meditation practices. One is one of my favorites, but it, it's so intense and it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, snake meditation. And snake, as you know, is I'm sure you know, is very much about transformation. It's about shedding our skin and having that beautiful, fresh skin that it's, you know, it's time. And you look at nature, it's in our natural world. The leaves, the, the leaves fall off the trees. There's we go through the seasons. There's a time to blossom and a time to shed. And we don't always honor that. And so it's becoming snake, merging with snake. And I mean, the ultimate would be shape-shifting. That's a whole other story. But even merging <laughs> with snake, that yeah. we can allow ourselves to shed that skin. And it can create a very fast transformation, one that you've likely people have been preparing for. And then it's a pivotal, a pivotal point. And then I also did a meditation on ostrich and, uh, and I, I have a, a painting of an ostrich over there. Ostrich is very much about the connection to the divine. You look at ostrich, you look at swan and that long neck. And that makes me think of, uh, makes me think of the throat chakra. Some people say giraffe, absolutely. Giraffe is more of an earth power animal where swan really brings in the water. Ostrich is to me is more air because it's still a bird, it brings air and earth. So anyway, there is a meditation in there for people to get strongly in touch with the lower chakras. And what I love about ostrich, they can kill another animal with their feet and legs. And that's root chakra. The power that those creatures have is unbelievable. So to get in touch with the different qualities that strengthen power, and, and then this connection to the cosmos, this connection to the divine, that the head is so high up, and it really is about being in the world and not completely of the world, you know, to, to have both. That's why we are a spirit in a human body. And I think ostrich represents that. 
and and the beauty of the throat chakra because it's also the chakra in between the upper chakras and the lower chakras. Thank you so much for sharing that, Cheryl, because I feel that, well, shamanism to me is is more of like coming back to the earth and the elements and how to work with all of that together. And and some people understand about that and have explored it, but a lot of people haven't. And it, to me, it's just a such a beautiful aspect of spirituality. So I'm thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm glad it's in your book. So the you know listeners can get, can get your book. And we'll talk a little bit about that, how to access you and your items. I know I'll have everything in the show notes, but would you like to sh- um, share a little bit about Star of Divine Light Institute? Oh my goodness, yes. This is, I never ever planned on having a spiritual school. I was actually against it. And my my husband said to me after I wrote my first book, he said, you're going to end up starting a spiritual school. I said, no way, absolutely not. I will always just be Cheryl Stelt. And he said, no, you will. You'll end up starting a spiritual school. And so I had been asked by one of my clients who did my throat chakra program. She said, when are you going to teach what you do in the energy healing aspect of the work I do, which is big. The energy healing to me is huge. And I said, I don't know. And other people had asked me, other other people had kept asking, and she was one of the people who really transformed her throat chakra. And she knew she was a healer. She knew, and I thought, I just got the guidance. You have to do it now. You have to teach this. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, how am I gonna do this? So I did, I taught it. I call it Azarius energy healing, where you do energy healing online and it brings shamanism into it it brings even acupressure it brings herkaya healing it brings sort of reiki i mean i'm a reiki master but um some of my clients say well this is reiki on steroids but i brought it (laughs) i brought it all together and taught it i right out of the gate i had a group of 10 people and so i taught it and then at the end i had one of my students one of the practitioners said I need to belong to an institution. I need to belong to a school or some sort of organization. And I need you to create this. This is, it's not enough that I just say, oh, it's its Cheryl. She said, I, and I was like, wow. And she said, and I need a different name for this energy healing style. So I, I didn't, I couldn't come up with a name. You know, I was just, I was just trying to be open and allowing this to flow through me. And and so it was, and I, I wanted it to be very clear. And so it was the intuitive um, online energy healing and empowerment practitioner program. Like it was so long, way, way too long. And I tried to shorten it. I have whatever, anyway. And she said, I need a different name. I said, okay. So I meditated on it. And in less than five minutes, I got the name of the energy healing and I got the name of the school. And it's like, the, the Star of Divine Light Institute came just so quickly. It just, and there was nothing else. And I was like, wow, that's so awesome. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm in, here I am. That's yes. beautiful, Cheryl. Thank you so much. And all that information will also be in the show notes so people can go and check out your offerings, what you have going on there and sign up to work with you and, and your school and your institute. That would be awesome. Yes, thank you so much. And one of the things, so if you go to my website, I I do offer chakra readings. On the website, uh, you have to pay $20. Like really, a one-hour chakra reading is $300. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a 20-minute chakra reading is valued at about $120. But I I get so much out of doing chakra readings. So many people experience healing or guidance 
or just the number one thing that people say when I do a chakra reading is, wow, you were so bang on. Mm, <laughs> love it. So it's really the universe flowing through me to reflect back to you what's really going on with you. So in the chakra readings, I, I'm able to see and feel where the energy is flowing well in your energetic system, your chakra system, and where the blocks are and what's going on. And every person is unique. I do not see the chakras in the lotus flowers with all the petals in those traditional colors. I see so much more. They're, they're multifaceted. There are so many aspects. And uh, so um, if I haven't already, I'll make sure you have the link to a free chakra reading for your listeners that they can they can access that if if they would like. Oh, that'd be lovely. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you so much for coming on today, Cheryl. This has been so much fun sharing your two beautiful books and um and you. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Teresa. It is just such a joy to do this together with you. And I feel like, you know. We are connected on the same journey, heading in the same direction. So thank you. It's truly an honor. What a fun and powerful episode. And if you enjoyed that episode, please make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming ones that are released every Tuesday. Also, please support me by buying me a coffee. You can find that link in the show notes too. So until next week, please remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.